Man, I was hopeful today. Monday after Champ U Barbecue Weekend, I was hopeful a live Rivals future cast would happen on this show. No, psych! How about an hour before this show, a live Rivals future cast? Maybe Parker will, he's got another one to throw out the hour that we're together on air, but I'm going to guess that's the only uh, live future cast that you're throwing out today is the one that you put out an hour ago, We'll see what the hour brings. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, if you missed it, four-star linebacker James Nesta got a future cast about an hour ago. Four-star backer out of the state of North Carolina. Uh, Parker throws in a future cast. James Nested at Oklahoma, the two-sports star. He throws real hard off the mound. Yep. And he's also a uh, really good linebacker as well, which is, yeah, a position of need in the 2024 class. So before we get to everything that happened, or as some of you are upset on social media, the things that didn't happen coming out of Champion Barbecue Weekend, there's something good for you, at least on this Monday. James Nesta feels like OU is the leader there, and uh, yeah, he's a really good uh, two-sports star, really good player. Yeah, look, there's a reason why we talked so much about this kid last week. Well, wait, you weren't even here last week. No, Tyler. you have so much to get caught up on. Yeah, it was a very eventful week last week, but no, Dude, we- keeping up with recruiting when you're gone for a week is <laughs> that's a three-day ordeal, at least, if not more. Still not caught up. We talked a lot about James Nesta last week. And part of the reason was because, well, Easton Baker decided that he was going to shut things down and commit to Illinois, which was bizarre in its own right. Yep. Last weekend. And so going into this weekend's round of official visits to the Champion Barbecue, Nesta was going to be the only linebacker on campus. And it seemed like Oklahoma was ready and willing to throw the kitchen sink at the kid and make a very compelling pitch because it almost, you were getting to, you were getting to the point of the calendar, which, okay, you got to have a linebacker. You got to have somebody at that position group. And, Nesta's a four-star kid, phenomenal player, plays in a high school defense that has schematic similarities to what Brent Venables runs at Oklahoma. And so that was an offer he was very pumped to get. This was a visit he was very excited to take. And it seems like this visit, Tyler, showed him all that he needed to see about the University of Oklahoma and everything that it provides to him both on the gridiron and the diamond. Yes, I like Oklahoma there. If you're on social media this afternoon, you're starting to see predictions fly in from all directions for James Nesta. Yeah. Okay, well, so Champion Barbecue, I'm looking at a story right now from Wilt Fong with the headline, Oklahoma's Champion Barbecue Recruiting Weekend Earning Rave Reviews. Now, anyone that has a big recruiting weekend, whether it's Wilt Fong or anyone else, you're almost always going to see a similar headline as to that. It's earning rave reviews this uh, this Champion Barbecue Weekend. All right, that's great. Some are upset on social media. I did see that this past weekend, that OU didn't get any at least public commits coming out of this weekend or the previous weekend. So we're getting a little bit panicked right now, or some are, and and, and we'll address that. But tell me why, even without a public commit thus far, Tell me why the Champion Barbecue Weekend was a successful weekend for OU. Like, why, why? If it's being sold as a success, okay, well, then, then why is that? Because you got the chance to solidify your standing with some of your top targets, i.e. David Stone, Caden Durham, Nigel Smith, but also you got the chance to make a really big move with some top targets that maybe weren't Maybe Oklahoma wasn't on the short list for them heading into the weekend. Terry Bussey, yeah, sure. For instance, the five-star athlete out of Timpson, Texas. Oh, you made a big move there. Would I peg him as the leader right now? No, I'm not quite there yet. But 
OU made a big move, big surge in the recruitment of Terry Bussey. They're in the game more than they ever have been in this recruitment. They're very sure. much in the game with Dominic McKinley. That's real. Again, does it last? Can they sustain the momentum? I don't know. Too early to tell. All I know is it feels like Oklahoma leads, if only by a little, right now for Dominic McKinley. So that's another guy you had the opportunity to impress. Taylor Tatum, the number one running back in the nation per the industry composite. It feels like there's a lot to be decided there, but you got to state your case. And not only that, but see the predictions flying in for Xavier Robinson and for Kate Durham, Durham yeah. Michael Patterson-McDonald, as well as Nesta today. And you draw your own conclusions about where Oklahoma stands with guys like that. So if nothing else, you're going to get a wave of commitments, whether in the immediate future or later on down the line with some of these guys that were on the visits. And it's an awesome opportunity for these guys to get to know and build relationships with one another because you want them to be tight-knit when they get to Oklahoma. So I guess the short answer to my own question, and I mean, I think you basically stated it there, like, Okay, maybe some people need to be sold why it was a successful weekend for Champion Barbecue Weekend. The high-profile targets that you had a lead on going into these past two weeks, maybe you strengthen your lead even more for guys like a williams Winery, a guy like David Stone, which who knows what's going on there, but at least he made OU fans feel really good this past weekend about where OU sits. So the, the players that you really want, especially on the defensive line, maybe you strengthen your lead even more. And some of those guys that you mentioned, like a Terry Bussey, Dominique McKinley, maybe you're in that game more than you ever have been. So if anyone needs sold on why it was a good weekend, I guess that's the short answer to all of it. But yeah, I, I think everyone is now um, really wanting to see some commitments fly. And maybe we'll have to wait until the month of July to do so, but... There, there's a, there's several of these kids, I think, that are, are – I, I think if at least publicly said, we're going to take all their visits first. You know, David Stone still got the Michigan State visit, right? Michael Boganowski, I think his dad even said, this is how the process is going to work for us. We're going to take all our visits and then decide. So is there anything coming up in the next week? Maybe one, but we're probably going to go into the month of July, Parker, with what, seven, eight commits maybe in this class? At least – yeah, I would say – I would say if you have multiple commits this week, it would not shock me at all. Um, there will be – whether these kids decide for Oklahoma or someone else, there will be probably four or five decisions by the end of the month total amongst kids that were on campus for the Champion Barbecue. So Caden Massey, one of those guys uh, that has said he is deciding by the end of June, and this is a decision that's coming quickly. Uh, Casey Poe who wasn't at the barbecue but is on campus with OU right now as we speak. It's another guy whose decision is coming up here, possibly by the end of the month. Yeah. And so the timelines are all quite different. You talk about a guy like Dominic McKinley who has no plans to announce anytime soon. It varies player to player, and not everybody is going to know exactly where they want to go. Not everybody's head is going to be completely clear by the time all these official visits are wrapped up. But – Yet, on the whole, it feels like the majority of these guys have a rough timeline of July-ish. And much like last cycle, that's probably where you will see the snowball start to roll. Uh, the recruiting doomer. The first text I wanted to read back after a week. The uh, recruiting doomer with just one laughing face emoji. 
Ah, good to hear from you too, the recruiting doomer. I appreciate that. Gunner from Grove, should we be concerned we didn't see any J.R. Sandlin lock tweets? No, you should not be concerned. Uh, 405, do we feel Caden Durham will go to LSU for a visit? I don't feel that way right now. If he does end up going to LSU for a visit, I mean, okay. It is what it is. Doesn't change my opinion on the outcome, just as Zion Raggins' visit to Georgia this past weekend doesn't change my opinion on the outcome of his recruitment. Guy that promised Air Jordans to Tyler and Parker if Sammy Brown doesn't sign with Clemson or Georgia is an Air Jordan promise part two now with Dominic McKinley. Yes, we're both in for that. We're okay, about to change this texter's name to guy that promised Air Jordans to Tyler and Parker if Dominic McKinley doesn't sign with, uh, oh, I, I guess who – who are the two schools that you would mention there? Yeah, who are you picking? <laughs> who are you picking, homie? Let us know. Another Air Jordan's bets, if you even want to call it a bets there. Uh, Gunny says, Nesta coming to Norman to learn from the besta. Yeah, nice one. Nice one, Gunny. Todd Bates' nemesis says, like I said, uh, like, uh, let me see. Where, where, uh, we got to, this is spaced out over the course of a couple texts. So Todd Bates' nemesis is DeMarco Murray's nemesis today. He says, DeMarco's been average at recruiting. We should land top five guys consistently, considering our running back history. 2020, Seth McGowan, grade F. 2021, no one, grade F. 2022, Barnes and Sawchuck, grade A. 2023, Hicks Smothers, grade C plus. Well, here's what you're conveniently leaving out in that uh, in the aftermath of that 2021 cycle. Demarco Murray landed Eric Gray, who rushed for nearly 1,500 yards. Pretty good at the University of Oklahoma. Also, he was not hired until Seth McGowan was already signed with the University of Alabama. If you want to go after any, so, if you want to go after any position coach right now, I, I mean, I Demarco Murray would be. Right at the bottom of the list for me with the way that he has recruited and I think the way that he developed even a guy like Eric Gray going this past year. I mean, that, that's going to be a tough sell for well, me. And a- to come ask after, yourself, uh, DeMarco. Ask yourself, is it worth it to go after DeMarco Murray's recruiting? Because regardless of who he has recruited, Oklahoma's run game in the time that he has been the running backs coach at the University of Oklahoma has not held the Sooners back from their pursuit of a championship. If there are glaring personnel issues on that roster, they are not at the running back position. No, there's not. Yeah, the the the, the uh, Demarco Murray. I've seen a couple of these texts so far on the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I I did not expect to see that today. The uh, the Monday after Champion Barbecue, especially when new uh, predictions are rolling in for Xavier Robinson and that of uh, Caden Durham as well. So. Yeah, that's, uh, that's very interesting. By the way, um, I, I guess the name that got an offer this weekend, at least from the camp circuit, that really impressed, and maybe this was even going back to last week, uh, Andy Bass, the three-star from Heritage Hall, huh? He's got to be one of the more talked-about names that was at uh, camp last week, huh? Getting yeah, you were, on, you were on vacation when yeah. you got the offer, so we haven't really had a chance to discuss the Andy Bass deal. But, yeah, he's got an offer from Oklahoma. In talking to him and people around him, it doesn't feel like that's a slam dunk for OU. And uh, he's got FBS offers to play quarterback. He's got FBS offers to play really anything. He's a very versatile athlete, wants to play on the offensive side of the ball, though. So we'll see where that one leads. I would figure he's not done picking up Power 5 offers, though. Um, 
Sooner 287, any Devon Mitchell updates? Uh, talk to Devon, talk to his dad coming out of that visit. Look, I'd, I'd be stunned at this point if that decision on July 8th doesn't go in favor of Oklahoma. And again, if it doesn't go in favor of Oklahoma, you can pretty well guess what happened. Uh, 402, this is from Nebraska. Number one of the glaring issues is at tight end. You can't bring up Mitchell. He's probably picking OU because of Hawkins. You can't play that game. You, you can't pick and choose uh, which recruits actually counts. I mean, there's a lot of recruits that – and I don't think that um, that Devon Mitchell would pick OU just because of Michael Hawkins, but there are definitely players where the quarterback has an impact on that. So I, I don't think you can say, nope, tight end recruiting sucks, and you can't say Devon Mitchell because he's only becoming coming because of the quarterback. I don't really think it works out that way. No. It doesn't work out that way at all. LG Sooner says, Parker was Grant Bricks in this weekend. Uh, Grant Bricks was in last weekend, June 9th through the 11th. That visit went very well. He was at Kansas State this past weekend. He goes to Alabama midweek this week. And then this weekend, he'll be at Nebraska for his final official. So that's another big decision that could be coming in the not-too-distant future. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Fill it up with all your questions from uh, this past weekend at the Champion Barbecue. Jay Sean Ross has a top five that's out. Marcus Easley has a top three that's out with a decision day attached to it. Uh, some new crystal balls and predictions in for Joseph Jonah Ajonye. A lot to recap for the weekend. We'll do that and a whole lot more coming up next. Keep it locked in the ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Ref Army listening nationwide today via the free and official KREF app. Just search KREF in the app store. Warland, Wyoming is tuned in today. That's a first. Mesa, Arizona, St. Augustine, Florida, Hampstead, North Carolina, San Antonio, Texas, Boston, Massachusetts, small Oklahoma town of the day. What do you immediately think of? Fried chicken, of course. Okarchie, Oklahoma. Listening on the free KREF app. What's the, uh, is it Aishins? Is that yes. the fried chicken place? Never been there. Heard good mm. things, though. Disappointed in you right there. Uh, Rev Farmy Locator brought to you by K&N Furniture Consignment. With locations in OKC and in Norman on Main Street, much more than furniture consignment, K&N is a full design center and will beat any local competitor's price on fabrics. All right, real quick, Jason uh, Ross, top five of Tennessee, Michigan, Penn State, Nebraska, and Oklahoma. Four-star athletes uh, from the Kansas City area, six foot three, 220 pounds. Am I wrong for feeling pretty good about OU's chances with Jason Ross I in mean, this loaded top five? No, no, you're not wrong at all. Uh, I would say... In the next couple of weeks, it'll become pretty apparent which way that one's trending. If not OU, who? Who, who would be the, the biggest challenger I mean, there? I out of guess, Tennessee, Michigan, you, Penn State, Nebraska. I guess if you ask me if not OU, then who? I would probably say Nebraska, just because his teammate Keelan Smith is committed there. So, if not OU, probably Nebraska. Not really worried about the other three right now at this yeah, point. Yeah, well, they continue to do work up there in the Kansas City area. They can have a really nice representation of that area in this recruiting class as well. You get Ross and Winery and even going down to um, uh, Mosey and the, what, the 2025 class. Yeah, Kansas City, is um, that's going to be quite the hotbed as, as long as this staff is around for OU. Big Easy, four-star offensive line, Marcus Easley, top three of OU, Bama, and Tennessee, four-star offensive tackle. Going to make his announcement on July 8th. Where does OU sit in the battle with Bama and Tennessee 
for uh, Big Easy, the four-star offensive tackle. That's the thing mm. is in talking to folks that know that recruitment, it feels like there's a little bit of misdirection happening there because Georgia is a major player and has been, but he omitted Georgia from his top three. And so I it, it doesn't sound as though Georgia has just suddenly vanished from contention. That reminds me of C.J. Hurd. People remember C.J. Hurd as four-star safety in the class of 2024, kid that Oklahoma was in on early in the process. And I want to say it was last August where – he released a top eight or something like that. Top eight, top ten, something. He released his top schools, teased a commitment coming in a couple of days, and then committed to Florida State, a school that was not included yeah. in his top schools list. So kind of feels like Marcus Easley is trying to keep people guessing as much as possible. It also feels like his favorite school – is whichever school he's visited most recently. So, yeah, not not terribly optimistic as far as OU is concerned with him. Uh, over the weekend, Nate Roberts, four-star tight end from Washington, just up the street here, committed to Notre Dame. I don't think that that was necessarily a huge surprise that he picked Notre Dame. Um, hopeful that maybe OU could get in on that when I think they made what his final eights before decision day, but not – not too big of a surprise, really, that Nate Roberts commits to Notre Dame. Now, he's got a long way to go. What's he's just, he's just going into his junior year this year. So a lot of time for him between now and actually signing day when it comes up his senior year. But Notre Dame was the selection over the weekend. Dan, I don't expect that to change. I don't. Um, never really felt like Nate Roberts and Oklahoma were – and not necessarily to suggest that they were on different wavelengths, but – you know, typically an in-state kid, especially one who gets an offer that early on in the process, you figure, okay, Oklahoma's going to have to mess something up not to get him. Oklahoma didn't really mess something up. It just feels like he had an open mind about the whole prospect, uh, about the whole process and didn't necessarily feel that same pull to OU as in-state kids typically do, right? There's a reason we weren't throwing Nate Roberts' name around a whole heck of a lot, despite the fact that he's got the chance to be the highest-ranked offensive prospect from this state in quite a while. It was just because you never really got the sense that, oh, you had much juice there sure. for one reason or another. Yeah. Um, one thing that you didn't want to see today, and I've seen at least one new prediction for JJA, Joseph Jonah, Ajonye, elite defensive lineman. Now, it was really trending in Georgia's favor even going into this past weekend, but now you're seeing even more predictions for Joseph Jonah, Ajonye to Georgia. And, um, boy, that one um, – that one swung heavily in Georgia's favor, and I, I just it doesn't look like via the predictions it's going to go any other way. He's not going to Oklahoma. Yeah, can promise you that. He's not going to Oklahoma right now. Uh, Doc says three most likely offensive line commits on the Knipplemeyer Chevrolet text line. Are, are you saying that you're thinking, Doc, that there's most likely going to be just three offensive line commits in this class? Well, what, they got four last year? Well, I think what Doc is saying is you have Isaiah Autry already committed, right? Correct, So who yes. would you project are the other three in the class right now? Um, I'm, I'm cooling on Oklahoma and Caden Massey right now. I don't get the sense that that official visit this weekend went quite as well as it needed to. What about Grant Bricks? Grant Bricks I still feel good about. And I'll touch base with him again before he takes his midweek Alabama official. He was just at Kansas State. I do like Oklahoma in the race for bricks, as things stand. 
Casey Poe is on campus right now. There's a lot to be determined yet in that race. But I do think Oklahoma made a big, big push this weekend and a significant jump up the leaderboard with Bennett Warren, the four-star offensive tackle out of Fort Bend Christian down there in Texas. So it's it's hard to throw darts right now at the offensive line room, sure. even after these official visits, man. It feels like, okay, well, you have Autry. If you get Bricks and you get, I mean – Take your pick of Poe or Warren. If you got, if you got those names you just met, that's going to be a good offensive line class. That's will a really be, good. Offensive will it be line viewed class. as the elite offensive line class in the country? No, I don't. I mean, the, Michigan's probably going to have the elite offensive line class in the country this year, man. But I mean, that, that that's a good that's a good old line class. If you get the, those names, a name I would continue to be mindful of, though, especially depending on where things go between him and Tennessee is Max Anderson, Nate's little brother. Sure. Four-star offensive tackle out of Frisco, Texas. And Tennessee is the leader there and has been. But it also, in talking to folks on the Tennessee side, it seems like Max Anderson has kind of been stringing Tennessee along a little bit. I'm trying to think what to liken it to in OU terms. Well, how about Zadavian Sims? Like not necessarily, it, it, and it's not an apples to apples comparison. But Zadavian Sims kept telling Oklahoma, "You got nothing to worry about. You got nothing to worry about. You got nothing to worry about." It sounds like the messaging has been the same or similar from Max Anderson to Tennessee. I.e., I'm going to be a vol. I'm going to be a vol. I'm going to be a vol. But yet you don't see any date. You don't see any set timeline. You see him taking other visits. There's a lot to suggest that what he's telling Tennessee might not square with reality. And he's got the family connection. So don't lose track of that one either. I'm, I'm still just – I know it's five days old. I'm still I, – I, I would try to check in periodically on what was going on. And the most surprising thing I saw last week, other than Jordy Balls transferring to Nebraska, but at number two was, seriously, that Easton Baker committing to Illinois. That that legitimately made me say, what? 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 Whoa, okay. Um, okay, like, huh, and, all right. And, and it truly is one of the most bizarre developments I've ever seen in recruiting. The more I, I looked at him, the more I liked his film. Like, okay, like this this seems like this is kind of a, a nice little OU fit here to go to Illinois all yeah, of a sudden. Like, well, ooh, and like okay. I, I, I want to make the distinction between shocking and bizarre, right? Because, like, when DJ Hicks picked Texas A&M, it was shocking. But I don't know that it was bizarre because – you understood what was at play there, sure. right? And when Peyton Pierce committed to Ohio State, yeah, it was shocking. But it's Ohio You're State. Like, it's Ohio State. Okay, you you get it at the very least. You understand why a school like that would be able to sell prestige and development to a linebacker of that caliber. So, yeah, it's shocking, but you get it. Same thing with Sadavian Sims. But with Easton Baker, we're talking about <laughs> Illinois here, I man. know, I know. Like, it truly is yeah. bizarre. It not, is both shocking not, and bizarre. Not much like, history to speak of. Are they really doing big things in NIL? I have no idea what's going on in Illinois. I have no clue. It, it was it was bizarre, man. That's, that's the perfect word. Like, to pull an official visit to Oklahoma off the calendar because you just want to shut things down and commit to the fighting Illini? Mm. I mean, everybody does things for their own reasons, man. But that, yes, that was perhaps the most bizarre development of the cycle. Now, again, in recruiting. It, it's not even in bizarre territory if he's from 
I don't know, if he's from the state of Indiana, um, I mean, obviously if he's from the state of Illinois, it's not bizarre, but he's a Utah kid going to the university or committing to the University of Illinois. I don't know, all of it. That was the one thing last week in recruiting that made me say, what, seriously? Wow, okay. That's that's bizarre. That's bizarre. Uh, three, two, one. We'll get a couple of texts here before we hit a break. Why is this staff so awful at getting top-notch players to close with Holy OU. Crap. Recruiting is depressing right oh now. Gosh. Seems like most top-notch recruits want to commit to any top program instead of OU. I'm going to have to censor myself. Man. It's June. It's June. If you're expecting Oklahoma to have 15, 20 commits right now, you're kidding yourself. That's not what the commitment policy is geared toward. It's not what it's conducive to. Recruiting might be depressing right now, but that's because you're looking at it through a very myopic lens. If you wait till the end of July, trust me, your depression will give way to, at the very least, optimism. At most, revelry. A lot of positivity today on the uh, <laughs> Meyer Chevrolet text line for the 580. That six and seven season, uh, six and seven last season, it's rearing its ugly head. Losing dudes to Illinois. Yikes. <sighs> Positivity Monday here on Lockdown. And might I just We've remind gotta you all. got to love it. No I, one is safe here today. Yes, and might I just remind you all, at the Champion Barbecue last year, which was the first weekend of June, that barbecue event eventually produced half of Oklahoma's 2023 class. None of those guys committed until Samuel Masigo on June 30th, 25 days after that batch of officials finished up. So, cool the Jets. Please and thank you. Is everyone, uh, how did everyone respond to, you know how they do the uh, recruiting photos? I mean, everyone knows the recruiting photo shoot, but a lot of those were in the anthracite uniforms, which is, I guess, just kind of the first time that we're seeing that. How, how did everyone react to that? Was everyone okay with... David Stone and a lot of other the uh, these top-notch recruits in this weekend with the anthracite uniforms and not the traditional home and away. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, listen, I don't I don't know how much stock you put into the opinion of one Hayes Fawcett, but he posted that picture of David Stone in the Unity uniform on the throne at the Oklahoma photo shoot, and he said, "This is the coolest visit photo I've ever seen." I would imagine Hayes Fawcett has seen a lot of visit photos, so. I don't know how much of an authority you consider that guy on the matter, but there you go. Well, I, it doesn't sound like you consider him much of an authority with the way that you said that. I'm just kind of reading in between the lines there. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't feel like you're going to. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Derek LeBlanc has chosen another Big 12 school. We'll tell you who that is. whole lot more recruiting coming up next right here on Locked In. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref for the homeless Sooner fans. And yeah, in case you missed it, it didn't take Derek LeBlanc too long to find his new school. He announces today that, uh, yeah, UCF is where he is going to continue his football career, which I said going into the break, Derek LeBlanc has picked another Big 12 school. It was really weird to, it still is weird to say uh, Big 12 and UCF is a thing, but the Big 12 and UCF is a thing. So Derek LeBlanc, uh, he committed to a Big 12 school. It looks like as of right now, he's going to finish his career with the Big 12 school. Not the SEC school he was with last week. Interesting. Tough. Well, at least he gets to play with his boy John Walker again. 
So there's that. Yeah, wasn't that like a a big part of the announcement today is that they they get to play on the same team? Yeah, John Walker was in the edit. He was in the edit. Yeah, interesting. So there you go. LeBlanc to uh, UCF. K-Dub in the 918. This is all your fault, Tyler. Everything was going just great around here before you decided to go on vacation. You return, and now we're Nebraska (laughs) 2.0. I'll take full blame if that's what needs to happen. That's fine. However... I do remember things that were being said on the text line, recruiting Doomer, before I left for vacation, and they weren't all that rosy either, Parker Thune. Uh, No, and they haven't been rosy. They haven't. People have... Which, by the way, on on that whole cowherd thing, when he was saying that Oklahoma doesn't have great prospects in state like Nebraska, I... Okay, I... I'm not saying the state of Oklahoma is top four, top five nationally, but there's some good players that come out of the state. But the the thing I really had an issue with is saying, basically insinuating that OU had no chance or has no chance at all to recruit in the Southeast once they're in the SEC. Um, Yo, Colin, I think OU just did its best job ever in the state of Florida, the most recent recruiting cycle. And I know one of those guys, Derek LeBlanc, is now playing for UCF. I understand that. But whether it's Macari Vickers or Lewis Carter, like, oh, you did a very, very good job in the state of Florida just last recruiting cycle before they're officially an SEC school. I, I think that they're going to be okay recruiting-wise while they're in the SEC. And we've said for a while that the comparisons between OU and Nebraska are an extremely lazy take. Well, there you go, by Colin Cowherd. An extremely lazy take after one bad season to say that OU's the new Nebraska. Listen, Cowherd subsists on lazy takes that are presented very eloquently. And I respect him for being eloquent. His takes are nonetheless lazy. Yeah. And this is yet another example. Hey, the uh, the running back that we're most confident being in OU's class in 2024 um, is it Caden Durham as of right now? Is it Xavier Robinson? Although maybe he's not viewed as a true uh, or a traditional running back in that sense. Uh, it, it, we, we've thrown out a lot of names for running back right now. And Taylor Tatum's obviously in the mix, but is Caden Durham the one name that we say right now? Okay, yeah, I'm most confident he's going to end up in this class. I would say so. Yeah, yes. it kind of feels that way. Kind of feels that way. And then I even saw some new predictions for Xavier Robinson coming out of this That one swung back in OU's favor, man. And that recruitment has been all over the place the last couple of months. But it feels like that official visit to OU midweek last week really started to get the positive trend going once again. And it feels like the Sooners are going to be tough to deny there as things stand. Uh, Elite 11 camp, uh, the Bama commit, Julian Sayan was the MVP. I guess Dylan Raiola looked like the real deal out there from everyone that was in attendance. I saw a lot said about a lot of different quarterbacks out there, man, whether it was Haas Haney or uh, just a lot of other QBs that were out there. I didn't I didn't see much said at all about Michael Hawkins. No, there wasn't much said. Yeah. There wasn't. I mean, he was, he was solid but unspectacular at the Elite 11. And I think it's worth remembering that a lot of his game comes to comes down to his athleticism and his ability to create outside the pocket – don't really have an opportunity to put those abilities on display at the Elite 11. And so it's really just all about who throws the prettiest and most accurate footballs, and it sure sounds like Julian Sayan was the guy that stood out above the rest, and that's the reason he ended up ultimately taking home MVP honors. But 
Uh, I know Michael Hawkins was kind of dealing with a little bit of a thumb issue that was affecting his deep ball. So, I mean, take that for what it's worth. But, you know, at the end of the day, the Elite 11 is the Elite 11. Uh, This is a good crop of quarterbacks here in the 2024 cycle. No true superstars in my mind, with the exception of Riola, but uh, a lot of guys that are comparable to Hawkins in their throwing ability. Uh, Okay, Brad from Shawnee, you guys might need to purchase a lot of cheese and crackers for those whiners texting in today. Uh, Oklahoma Johnny, so what big in-state recruits and or other four- to five-star recruiting targets have committed with someone other than OU today. A couple side face emojis there. Texas did have a nice weekend. Florida's having a really good run here the past uh, few days. Now, you, you're talking about in-state prospects. Danny Okoye was at Texas this past weekend, correct? And he did the backflip and the, uh, the, uh, the Texas uniform that, that made it on social media. It was about, what, uh, close to a month ago? When he took that unofficial to mm-hmm. OU and he came in the KREF studios and he said what he said about doing all this research on OU, where has it been trending since then? Since that visit around a month ago with OU and Danny Okoye, is it still strong? OU still firmly in this? Did Texas make a move this weekend? Where, where are things at with OU and, and Danny Okoye, speaking of elite in-state targets? Well, I truly don't think we will know until he gets back on campus. And OU was able to... Build some strong initial momentum when they hosted him. But he's being very deliberate with his timeline, and his official visit to Oklahoma isn't going to be till in season. So whether he gets back on campus in an unofficial capacity before that happens, I think will be very telling. It doesn't feel like we're close to the finish line with that kid, though. It just doesn't. And so that's that's not one that I'm putting a whole lot of effort into – keeping tabs on just because it feels like you're playing the long sure. game with a kid like that let it let it run its course a little yeah. bit and then uh check in periodically on what's going on with Danny Okoye that's a kid that you want though uh that is a big athletic kid big athletic kid for sure yeah um people on the text line are pointing out because I mentioned the anthracite uniforms the the unity uniforms that uh, a lot of uh the the recruits were wearing for photo shoots this weekend you see Ryan Broyles' tweets? I think yes, it was I earlier did. today. No hate here, but kind of hating, says Ryan Broyles. <laughs> Someone please tell me why these uncommitted kids take pictures wearing team jerseys on their visits. Now, I don't know about anyone. It doesn't bother me. It really has never bothered me that it's a thing. Um, the photo shoots have been a thing for over a decade now. Um do a lot of people roll their eyes at it? Sure. I guess it doesn't bother me all that much. But I, I did find it interesting, though, today that Ryan Broyles, uh, OU legend, by the way, was saying, yeah, I kind of don't love that all these uncommitted kids take. Was that not a thing in his day? Yeah, I, I remember before his day, I remember when Mac was at Texas, and I, was it for the OU Texas game or maybe just any official visit they had for a home game? I thought Texas' deal was they would let recruits run out of the tunnel wearing, like, uh, Texas jerseys, like running out with the team in, in, in Texas. I, I always heard that that was a thing. So I feel like this has been a thing for, like, over two decades now. But the photo shoots thing, Parker, that's been going on for, what, 15 years now? I, it's, it's nothing new. It's been going on for a while. But if it bothers Ryan Broyles, so be it, I guess. That's, I don't have a huge issue with it one way or the other. 
Didn't Ryan Burroughs flip like six times? Uh, he he flipped a couple times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what did like? I, and this was before my time, uh, at least professionally. But when it like Oklahoma State and then Oklahoma, and then back to Oklahoma State and then back to like, wasn't it like a whole snip snap snip snap type of deal leading up to? I don't day? remember the exact order, but I th- I think you're pretty close okay. with that one. Yeah, there you go. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. I see this text. Where are things at with David Stone? Well, the five star defensive lineman was in Norman this weekend. We'll run that down and a whole lot more. Keep it locked in the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Final segment locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We are the homeless Sooner fans. Yeah, David Stone was in this weekend. Yeah, David Stone took and tweeted out a lot of photos, including one with the uh, anthracite unity uniform and another with Bob Stoops. How about that, huh? Bob Stoops helping with the uh, festivities this weekend. David Stone. Uh, program guy. Out. Program guy. Program guy. Bob Stoops was uh, was hanging out. So there was a there was a question like, where do things stand right now with David Stone? I, I mean, I, I think that they're they're good. They they're in a good spot right now. But we've said it for months. Like this has a chance to be, and it has been an unpredictable recruitment. And who knows, man? Like, what, does OU lead at this very second? Yeah, I'd say it's probably greater than a fifty percent chance. And I think he's taking his last official visit to Michigan State coming up here shortly. But I don't. We we've just cautioned everyone all along, and, and it's really easy to feel really good about this one. But we've just cautioned everyone all along. Just when you start to feel really good about David Stone, something else seemingly always uh, happens and takes a turn. From a listener in the nine one nine, are we possibly entering the friend zone with David Stone? Just when you think you're an item, she shows up at school Monday morning wearing a letter jacket and it ain't yours. Yeah, gonna be tough if it's a, a green and yellow letter jacket with a yellow O on the uh, on the chest there. From that's, list- that's kind of what you're uh, what you're what you're fearing. From a listener in the eight seventeen, are these Doomer texters real or do y'all make this up for ratings? No. If they're real, these people need to chill and learn some patience. BV will prevail. Boomer. Uh, no, I can honestly say we've never made up one text <laughs> ever on this text line. I promise you. No, these are I don't all know real if we texts could. for I don't real know people. If we could make up most of these texts that come in here. Gosh, what's the most bizarre, like just out there text we've ever received? Um, the texts that are meant for their significant uh, well, like, others, and they're not oh, really yes. meant for us. That that happens frequently. Yes. Also, a perfect example would be the texter christened Ethan Downs hater. I would not. I would not go to such, and no one here would go to such lengths as to make up texts that slander Ethan Downs. You can't make that stuff up. No. Yeah, it's 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 really weird. Uh, more Peyton Bowen rumors this time from the Notre Dame boards. Huh? Oh my gosh. Really? <laughs> Peyton Bowen saga part two is that? Or what are what are the rumors that he's going to hop in the portal and? Make it out to Notre Dame after all this time? Is Are, are you aware of these? Is your boy Tom Loy at it again? What's, what's going on here? I, I, listen, uh, here's all I know about Peyton Bowen at this point. He was the one that hosted Michael Hawkins on his official visit last weekend. So I take that to mean Peyton Bowen isn't imminently looking for a new destination via the portal. Well, the text just asked, like, hey, do you guys make up any of these? No, I I did I would not make up anything about more Peyton Bowen rumors this time from the Notre Dame boards that he's unhappy at OU. Well, I think Peyton Bowen um, 
going to get some nice playing time this year as a true freshman at OU. Uh, I cannot confirm that he's uh, any sort of unhappy at OU. It feels to me like people are just trying to feed the drama machine. Like, people that knew the intimate details of the Peyton Bowen recruitment, and even people that didn't know the intimate details, really anybody that was observing the Peyton Bowen recruitment knew how dramatic it was. And so, like, have people in the aftermath of the kids signing with Oklahoma, have people just decided, you know what? We're going to make it seem like he's every bit of the drama queen that some outlets portrayed him to be through the course of the recruiting process. Because if you're listening to anything Inside Texas says, I'm sorry, c- cover your ears. Ooh, Inside Texas gets a shot today. Hayes Fawcett gets a shot today. I mean, we got about 60 more seconds if you'd like to throw shade at anyone else. Or you can spread it out for the rest of this week. Keep us all on our toes. Yeah, However you, know you want to handle it. If I fire off all the rounds on a Monday, there's no fun to be had the rest of the week. Captain so. Willard, OMG, as if you guys would need to make this crap up. No, we really are this lame, folks. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Yeah, no made-up text here. That does not happen. We don't need to. You guys keep it, I mean, honest and real and crazy every single day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Good, bad, in between. We appreciate them all. The Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked in the ref.